Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Sports Radio 960 WSBT, Jim Irizarry with Leprechaun Lunch, powered by First State Bank. Uh, everything rolling on with the view from the opponent's press box. A, uh, a An interesting view nonetheless, just because of the connections between Boston College and Notre Dame to help uh, clear some of that up. Is Trevor Hass from the Boston Globe. He covers uh, Boston College sports and uh, and a bunch of other stuff on the sports beat. Uh, appreciate the time, Trevor. Thanks for having me, Jim. Should be a fun matchup. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, a bunch of connections uh, <laughs> between these two <laughs> schools. Uh, of course, you know everybody knows you know Phil uh, Phil Dracovic, uh, You know started here, transferred to Boston College. Uh, uh, John McNulty, you know, was a coach here. Uh, uh, George Takis, you know, the tight end, he started here. He transferred to Boston College. Is there, uh, is there kind of a, uh, you know, let's let's go out and you know, kind of show them show them what's what from uh, from any of those guys, or you know, is that rubbing off on the team? Well, you basically just did my job for me and said you know, <laughs> the three connections. So good job there. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think BC. You know. Obviously, they're going to say the right things. They're, you know, they're they're well coached media wise, and you know they they understand that it's more about the team than it is themselves. But I mean, I think you know, there, it, there's no doubt that it means a little extra to those guys, um, especially Phil. I mean, Phil, you know, he he enjoyed his time at Notre Dame to a certain degree, but it kind of left a sour taste in his mouth. You know, yeah. he was stuck behind Ian Book, and he just knew that he had more potential um, that he wasn't really unlocking there. So, transferred to BC and was kind of reborn at BC. Had a couple great seasons was injured last year. Um, and then this year he's been injured as well. So he's had some ups and downs, um, for BC and freshman quarterback Emmett Moorhead has looked really sharp, um, filling in for Phil who's injured at the moment. So Jeff Halfley, the head coach said that there's a chance that Dracovic could be the starter. Um, he didn't rule it out, but it's likely that Moorhead will play. So at that point, you know, Phil will just be watching on the sideline like anyone else. Um, Tack has talked this week to the media, uh, he, you know, said all the right things um, about Notre Dame and playing behind Meyer and all that stuff. Um, just said that he learned from him and vice versa. And yeah, they enjoyed their time together. Um, but I'm sure he wants to prove himself, you know, that he can he can win that matchup one on one. I mean, the odds are that he won't logistically re- reasonably, but at the same time, he's a really good player, very physical guy, um, good pass catcher, great in tight windows. So I think if you know if he gets the opportunity to make a big play, that's going to feel pretty darn good for him against his former team. So. I'd imagine they do care more about it than the typical game. Uh, Boston College coming into this game, uh, you know, three and seven on the season, not exactly what everybody was thinking was going to happen. But last week, an, a, uh, an upset win, 21-20 over number 17, North Carolina State. Uh, Notre Dame, of course, played Navy. Uh, that's really the only way I can describe <laughs> that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's Notre Dame Navy. There's guaranteed to be something weird about the game, no matter who wins. Uh, but is there, is there at least that, that glimmer of hope, you know, Hey, maybe Notre Dame's looking past us, you know, looking, looking ahead to USC, 
you know, can can we continue to build off of the uh, the win last week? What's the uh, what's the mood in the locker room? Yeah, so I think they're definitely trying to build off that win. I mean, that was a like you said, it hasn't been the season they envisioned. I think you know when this team started, a lot of people thought that they would you know get seven or eight wins and kind of build off the the momentum they had the past couple of years and take it to the next step. But they've had tons of injuries. Just the offensive line in particular has been decimated by injuries. Their starting guard Christian Mahogany, who's will be a future NFL player, was you know tore his ACL before this year even began, and then just kind of a, a ripple effect from there. And their offensive line has just been you know, a, a work in progress every week. It's been changing constantly. This past week was the first time that they had the same offensive line the whole season for two games straight, which is kind of a ridiculous stuff. Um, so it, it's just been difficult. So I think, you know, the building up to the NC State game, it was kind of like, a, all right, like we're in this spot. We, we have a good team. We can do this. But at the same time, they hadn't really shown that they could do it to that point. So that was a huge win for the program and just, you know, Halfley's tenure just to show that, all right, like, they can do this thing. They can contend with these ranked teams. They hadn't beat a ranked team since 2014, which is quite a while, obviously. Halfley oh. said he was happy to not hear that stat anymore. So <laughs> I'd imagine that's a, quite a relief. Sure. Um, so I think I think it just it showed the, the formula for them. Um, their, their run game is just, frankly, not very good right now. Um, they had minus one rushing yard for the whole game, not oh. just the fourth quarter, the whole game. Uh, and NC State had 200. But BC was able to hold NC State to negative two passing yards in the fourth quarter well, and Moorhead just kind of took over and led this crazy drive, um, 12 plays, 69 yards in the final couple minutes and threw a touchdown pass to freshman Joe Griffin, uh, with 14 seconds left and BC found a way to win 21, 20. So definitely the most uh, captivating game I've covered in my three years, uh, on the beat <laughs> and just, a you know, a chance for them to kind of show like, all right, we can do this thing and kind of build off that stuff. I think Notre Dame is personally, I think they're a better team than NC state, but at the same time, uh, if I were a BC fan, I would be optimistic because BC really has nothing to lose and Notre Dame has a lot to lose. So right. we'll see what happens. My pick's Notre Dame, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> is there money on that? or uh, is <laughs> There is no money on that. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Tre- Trevor Haas from uh, from Boston College uh, joining me right now on Leprechaun Lunch. Uh he uh, he covers uh, Boston College and a bunch of other things for the, uh, for the Boston Globe. Uh Boston College does have a uh, a pretty good receiver in in Zay Flowers. He's the uh, the school's career leader uh, with twenty nine hundred yards, right smack dab on the button. Ten catches uh, for touchdowns this year, uh, four of them from fifty yards or more. What does uh, what does the Notre Dame secondary have to look for with uh, with Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers is uh, one of the most dynamic, charismatic personable athletes I've ever covered at any level. Uh, he's, I can't say anything but good things about him. Um, he's just a very, very explosive player. Um, great, great ability to get downfield and take the top off the defense, but also good as a slot receiver. Very shifty. Um, you kind of think you'll, you'll have him wrapped up and then he'll sneak by two guys and two more guys. And then a, a five yard game turns into a 35 yard touchdown. So, um, it's just really impressive what he's been able to do. Coach Athley has credited him throughout the whole season just for, you know, keeping his head up and not kind of feeling sorry for himself that BC hasn't had the year that they wanted. Um, Halfley turned down, or sorry, Flowers turned down tons of money in the offseason. Um, he could have gone elsewhere um, and signed an NIL deal, but he elected to stay at BC and uh, finish his degree and just kind of ride it out with Dracovic and Halfley and everyone. So definitely a commendable thing to do in today's era, just to you know stick, to, stick with the process and assume that things will work out. And then even when they don't, the way you envisioned, just to stay positive and upbeat. So, I think without Flowers, this season would be even more bleak for BC. But with Flowers, it's been you know manageable, and they've they've won some decent games against Louisville and NC State. So 
he'll go down as the best receiver in BC history. And uh, these past these next two games are a chance for him to solidify his place as the all-time leading receiver in receptions, touchdowns, and yards. He could finish in first in all three. So we'll see what happens. But definitely a, an awesome player and a, a joy to cover. Uh, defense as well has a uh, has a beast in Marcus Valdez, uh, the uh, ACC's defensive lineman of the week. What uh, what are some strengths that uh, that Valdez brings to the defense? Uh, yeah, Halfley always says that he's playing with two bionic arms, which is kind of funny. Um, just can't really you know do much physically, but he's able to make the most of it. So <laughs> he's a really physical guy, um, just very very smart, cerebral player who's able to you know get in between small spaces um, and just kind of wreak havoc. Uh, on the offense. Um, he had a great game last week, huge in many, many areas. Um, I think he's just one of those guys who's been there. He's been there six years, which is pretty, it's a long time to be anywhere. So wow. um, kudos to him for sticking that out. Um, and I think it's it's kind of like a, you know, a last hurrah in a way, like this season hasn't gone the way I wanted, as I said, but at the same time, they're not really giving up and they're kind of fighting until the finish. So I think that was a game he'll remember for a while. He said it was his, his favorite game in his six years there. Um, so that pretty much speaks for itself, uh, his best moment there. So, um, good for him for kind of you know riding it out and sticking with it. So they have a, a pretty great uh, defense overall. It's been up and down this season, um, but a lot of a lot of skilled players. So I do think that the defense is capable of stopping Notre Dame potentially. Um, obviously, that's easier said than done, but they they do have some skill there. So I'd expect a, a decently low scoring game, kind of like a twenty four to fourteen or a you know thirty one to seventeen, something in that range, as opposed to like a forty forty whatever to thirty whatever. So we'll see what happens. All right, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be a windy day, and uh, it's going to be a cold day as well here here in <laughs> South Bend tomorrow. So you know, ugh, yeah. Typically, the run game uh, tends to shine a little bit more for both sides uh, on on days like tomorrow. Are uh, are supposed that certainly to favors Notre Dame? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are what are some things from the second half of the Navy game that maybe Boston College went? Ooh, let's let's focus in on that. That we can exploit. Hmm. I I would be lying if I said I, agree, I had a good answer for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the question, but I'm not going to make something up. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Fine. Uh, I can make something up if you want me to, but it would be made up. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want to, I, I mean, let's let's see how let's see how creative you can get right on the spot. <laughs> I can talk from the BC side of things, but I didn't I did not see that game, so I don't, I don't okay. know what happened again. <laughs> well, all, all you gotta all you gotta really know is uh, twelve yards for the entire half for Notre Dame. Well, twelve yards. I was sitting there watching it and just going, um, "Did you guys come out of the locker room at all?" For for the second half, or, or is is the team tied up somewhere? Like like it, it was seriously a, a tale of two halves last week, where uh, where it was just like this is this is a totally different. T- what what happened to the first half team here? Huh. So. Well, that's interesting because I mean a similar thing happened for BC against NC State. I mean NC State was up fourteen nothing in that game and looked like it would run away with like a you know thirty five seven kind of deal, mm-hmm. but then BC came back and found a way to win. So. Like I mentioned earlier, they held them to negative two passing yards in the fourth quarter, which is pretty commendable. So I don't know. Maybe there's a there's value in just you know not being afraid of the opponent and realizing that if you fall down early, you can kind of bounce back up and find a way to win on the road. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Notre Dame and, and and Boston College. It's it's another one of those games where where something weird can happen. Um, 
Do we have any chance of weirdness tomorrow? Oh, there's always a chance of weirdness in college football. True. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but, uh, like, do you, do you see this as a uh, as a game that, that, that Boston College is, uh, you know, maybe going to be able to, uh, you know, just pull some surprises out? Are, are, are basically the gloves off for Boston College at this point? Yeah, I would say so. I would say I would expect to see some some trickery and some some things outside the box. I think BC has nothing to lose, and I do I do think that it's kind of like a if you go on the road and you lose by twenty one or twenty eight to Notre Dame, no one really blinks. But if you find a way to win, then all of a sudden you've beaten NC State and Notre Dame. Recruits see that and they're like, oh okay, and then things build toward the future. So I don't think there's really much to lose, as I said, and I think it's just a chance for them to play free and play loose like they did against NC State. And who knows? As I said again, <laughs> keep saying who knows, but you get it. <laughs> of course of course something weird could happen you know if if you were to actually place a bet on uh place some money down on Notre Dame winning tomorrow so we're <laughs> that'll that that always seems to happen to me anyway whenever I whenever I place a bet somewhere um uh, Notre uh Notre Dame has a, a eight game win streak against Boston College uh so far um you know it it could go to 9 tomorrow or that losing you know that losing streak for Boston College could end. Um, does does that kind of salvage things as far as the season goes? Do you think? Uh, to some degree, Halfley, Halfley said that you know the it's it's obviously an historic rivalry, but Halfley indicated it's not really a rivalry right now. BC kind of has to do its part to make it one again. You know, it's like the Celtics and 76ers around here. Joel Embiid was like, "This is not a rivalry because the Celtics always win." So <laughs> um, it's a fair point, and I respect him Halfley for saying that. Right. Um, I, I think, you know, if they win this game and beat Syracuse and then somehow get one of those weird five and seven bowls and then win that game, all of a sudden you're at six wins again. That would be a success given all the, they've endured with the offensive line and various things. But if they lose this game and then lose the next one, then they're three and nine. You can't really do that as a, a success. So the NC state win would be significant, but it wouldn't overshadow what's been a difficult season. So I think it kind of, these two, these last two games are pretty pivotal. For BC, just to kind of, even if they can get one, um, just to get to four, which is not ideal, obviously, but it's better than nothing. So, I think it's a, a wait and see situation, but they do have a lot to play for still. Yeah, uh, hot seat at all for Halfley? Uh, it was hot before the NC State game, but now it's cool a little, off a little bit. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, I think if they if they beat Notre Dame, then he's totally fine. Um, but if they don't and lose to Syracuse, then we'll see what happens. But. I have, I mean, I've enjoyed, you know, covering him regardless. He's a, an excellent coach. Um, I think he has a really good pulse for what his team needs and he's able to keep them, you know, level headed during what's been a difficult season. So, uh, if they want to go in a different direction, then, you know, they can do that. But personally, I think he's the man for the job in my opinion. Okay. All right. Uh, Trevor Hass from the, uh, from the Boston Globe. He covers uh, Boston College and a myriad of other sports as well uh, for, the, uh, for the Boston Globe. I, uh, I do appreciate the time, sir. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't help but think, you know, every, every time, you know, like whenever I've come back and, and thought about this game this week, it's like Phil Dracovic kind of wishes that he was playing in this game. Kind of wishes he was playing this game. Granted, the coach that you know ticked him off, not here anymore. But still, just seeing that symbol probably would have made things a little bit more uh, interesting, a little bit more lively heading into this game. Just saying. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 